Welcome everyone to the Game Disc Podcast, where every week we discuss the past, present, and future of the video game industry, including the top 100 games of all time. I'm your host, Simon Esty, and I'm joined by my co-host, Noah Esty. And today, we're going to discuss all the news from Nintendo's Partner Direct, as well as some other game announcements that happened this week. Then, for our top 100 games of all time discussion, we're diving into Street Fighter 2. Is it one of the best games ever made? We will find out, but first, Noah, how are you doing today? Um, pretty good overall. I had a four-day weekend this week, 10, and so me and my girlfriend went down to Osaka for a day, and it's really kind of made me start questioning the gender roles of our relationship right now. Go on. <laughs> so I, I was waiting for you to be like, "Oh, why?" And so we, our hotel was actually really close to a lot of like video game related things. So we spent a lot of time at the Pokemon store and the Nintendo store, which I, as you know, I'm not the biggest Pokemon and Nintendo fan. Famously, and hate Mario. I it is. I sent a message to Nintendo just yesterday actually. In fact, I said, "Hey, my girlfriend dragged me to the Nintendo store, so all of the misery and pain I felt during those 20 minutes, I am going to direct onto you," which I don't know probably just means me like talking about how great Power World is and how much I don't like Pokémon. But no, just now, talk go- about how you like pirated I don't uh, know. Some problematic Nintendo game that I can't think of. What's something Nintendo's ashamed of? Custer's Revenge. Was no, that, that was Atari. No, that, that was Atari. That was yeah. Atari. I'll I'll just say, just the Wii U. Oh, I was <laughs> just talk say, about how I, you you pirated the I, entire Wii U library. I was go- No, you know what? Instead, I'll say, hey, you know why I like Power World? Because Power World has never been accused of blackface before, and then have a picture of old Jinx and new Jinx right next to each other. No, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's so, a good one. But no, going going back to the original tangent, and so yeah, we went to the Nintendo and Pokemon store, and it was one of those things where I like it; it's fun. But after a while, I was like, okay, I kind of want to leave so we can go hat shopping, <laughs> which really makes me think, huh. I am curious about the uh, gender roles of our relationship at this moment. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you weren't interested in the video game store is a little weird. But at the same time, you also wanted to buy a hat, which like, I know women enjoy shopping, but Mm -hmm. I feel like when women go shopping, they aren't looking for hats. Well, it was a hat for her. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well what are you gonna do but well, I, I, buy a hat apparently this trip, yeah the trip sounds cool though um yeah it was it was awesome they there was a pokemon store a nintendo store and a capcom store slash cafe right next to each other and there's also a little one piece store as well so yeah it was really cool we did a little shopping in that area and we spent a lot longer than I think either of us thought we would have, but yeah, it was nice to go to Osaka. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I what just about you, uh, Simon? what about what? Do you, how's your weekend been? 
Um, well, last weekend, because we kind of recorded a little earlier, um, because it was my birthday, so my fiance had it off. So we did kind of like a throwback um, weekend. So I brought out like the CRT into the living room. I brought out the GameCube and PS2. We woke up on Saturday, watched Saturday morning cartoons, ate uh, toaster strudels and egos, and then we went to an arcade. And then we went and we played some GameCube, some PS2. I was able to find a DVD of a Blockbuster exclusive from Goodwill. So we watched that. What was we it? Watched four, it was 1408, which was a little bit later than we wanted, but it it straight up like had the big old blockbuster sticker on the like it wasn't even like a blockbuster no, like, sticker. Was, it was like what was the film? 1408. Oh, the okay, movie gotcha. was it was. Yeah, it's the movie 1408. And oh. it was like, yeah, just like the disc was stamped with blockbuster. It was like if you bought this movie at blockbuster, this is what you got. And we we're like, well, mm-hmm. it came out in 2006, which is older than we wanted. But um, it it's too it's perfect. Blockbuster. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing more throwback than that. So we watched that on my on the PS2, which we ran into a little snafu. So part of what we did was um, like no no phones. Yeah, um, which was really cool, but mm-hmm. we had to cheat a couple of times. One was to order pizza. Fair. The other time was because the PS2 I bought was secondhand. There were parental controls on it, so when we tried to watch this R-rated movie, it wouldn't let us. <laughs> so I had to look about like bypass the well, parental controls well, you on the should PS2. Have done is you should have just used gone on your computer and do it. Um I I mean yeah that would have been the way to do it but I was it was you know I guess that's probably what I should have done but it was kind of yeah. like when I was looking up stuff and trying different things having it yeah. on my phone was a little easier. Um yeah that makes sense. But anyway, um yeah so I'm glad we both had a good weekend and then this weekend I've just been fine. She's back to work mm-hmm. so Nothing too exciting. Just uh, playing some Persona and God, what did I do yesterday? I guess played Persona. I had, a, I had a weird yesterday too. I was like, "What did I do yesterday?" And I was thinking, like, I didn't play a lot of video games, but it seemed like yesterday just kind of happened. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. Work's been crazy, but that is enough about us. We've got a lot of games that were announced this week so let's just jump right into it noah um this week nintendo held their partner direct it this was rumored to have been originally scheduled for last week but they delayed it due to all the craziness with microsoft so they did it this week instead um again this was a partner direct so really no first party announcements mostly coming from their partners which some people find disappointing but i think that this is probably what we're gonna mostly see this year given the imminent launch of the switch 2 and everything that's kind of going on with that so let's just get right into this direct i i wrote down everything i don't know if you want to go through everything i guess we can do what we kind of did last time there was a state of play where i kind of read what was announced and you can kind of gauge me on what you think of if, if it's something that you'll find interesting or not um do you want to just do that i feel like our yep. game discussion won't take too long so. that's good <laughs> so yeah well uh, i we also a little bit more time at your on the nose news. and there's I also was looking at your notes and you wrote like everything talked about. And I literally like, wrote everything. <laughs> yeah. Do, do we really need to talk about Unicorn Overlord? Is, Are you serious? Well, we've talked about that before, haven't we? Uh, we're just going to go through it. Yeah, okay, we're going to go talk ahead. about Unicorn Overlord. All right. um, 
so the first the direct opened with grounded by microsoft game studios or xbox game studios whatever they're calling themselves yeah this is a port um and it's scheduled to come out april 16th what do you think noah you're gonna play grounded has 20 million players that's that's a big number but i'm gonna pass on that one not a big live service fan yeah i'm not surprised i like the idea of it though and i heard it's good Um, yeah that's what i heard heard too i've i've heard good things about it and but it's one of those things where it's like yeah i'm just not interested enough to really play it yeah that's fair um ender magnolia bloom in the mist what is that those are a collection of words uh it's apparently a sequel to the game ender lilies i actually think this looks kind of cool it looks like it's like a metroidvania Mm -hmm. i was actually kind of surprised i was watching the direct i was like i don't know what this is but it kind of looks cool and I yeah, guess no. the the original game got like an 86 on Metacritic. So I think it's actually going to be, this might actually be something that kind of pops off. It might be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I I remember I watched a trailer for the original game and I was like, oh yeah, that looks kind of cool. Uh, nice little art style, but I'm still going to pass. Yeah, not surprised. A ranger. Um, like one who arranges things. Um, can you use it in a sentence? The room was a mess, so I became an arranger and I arranged everything in there. Uh, is it A R R A N G E R? Yes. Okay, well, I got it right, so I'm going to do play. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Unicorn Overlord Baby coming out March 8th. And it I'm also gonna... got a demo dropped. I am going to pass on that one because because it's one of those things like I feel like Square has three games nowadays. They have This isn't Square. What? Who is it? It's Vanillaware. It's Atlas. Uh oh, is this the one by the 13 like isn't this the like new game by like the 13 Sentinels people? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to pass. I never played 13 Sentinels. <laughs> Well, there's a demo, and you should try out the demo. Okay, I... God, there's so many demos that I need to try. Like I know, there's a lot of demos. I'm mostly... When two... we do what we've been playing, I'm mostly going to be talking about demos. It's... Well, I just downloaded two random demos. One of them was for a game, and it's supposed to be like a throwback to like a PS1 horror game. And another is The Inquisitor, which, even though the game's not supposed to be good... I think it sounds really interesting, so I at least want to try the demo. Cool. Yep. Um, all right, so no for Unicorn Overlord, yeah. which is dumb. Monster Hunter Stories. This is a remaster of the um, original Monster Hunter Stories, which I think launched on the 3DS. Yeah. That's that's going to be another pass for me. Yeah, that's I, a pretty big pass for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a giant Monster Hunter fan. My girlfriend loves it, so we play it a good amount, but... I, I'm a little excited for Wild, but nothing else Monster Hunter really catches my attention. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epic Mickey Rebrushed. This is a remaster of the hit Wii classic Epic Mickey. I, I would like to play it because Epic Mickey was. A pretty big deal when it first came out on the Nintendo Wii. I remember people like first hearing about this game and I'm be like, why is this getting attention? 
And it became this pretty much like a, I don't know if I'd consider it an iconic Wii game, but I would say it's a very important game to like the Wii library. With that in mind, I do not know if I will be purchasing it. I will gladly you know, play it. If... Do you know was why that... it was a big deal? Why is that now, actually? The creator was uh, Warren Spector. Do you know who that is? It sounds familiar. Who is it? He created uh, Deus Ex. <laughs> That's definitely not a combination I was expecting. <laughs> I know. He's he's a pretty big game developer. Uh, oh, yeah. In in one of the Jason Schreier's books, he did a chapter about Epic Mickey, and it is fascinating. Like, everything huh. about that game is just fascinating. Like, they made, um, there was some weird thing with, like, where they, there was, like, a sports player who they were trying to, like, trade the rights to, and they literally traded him specifically to get the, like, rabbit who Universal owned the rights to because they wanted mm-hmm. him for Epic Mickey. Like it's hmm. it's it's bizarre. It's it's wild. That whole game is just are, wild. But are you so are you planning on playing it because you know like this weird backstory for it? Does that um, kind of make I, you interested in playing it? Yeah, but I honestly think I would just go track down a Wii copy. I feel like that's a better way to play it. I don't really have any interest playing it on my Switch, but I do. I kind of have been wanting to pick up the Wii version, which it it can't be very expensive. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see it. Yeah, um, moving right along, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. I don't know why I almost said yeah. V. It got messed up. Shin Megami Tensei I mean... Five Vengeance coming out June twenty first. This is an enhanced edition of Shin Megami Tensei Five, which came out a couple of years ago. You gonna play it, Noah? Maybe I. Oh, really? This is one. Yeah, well, because not on the Switch. Definitely not on the Switch, but. <laughs> They did announce it for other consoles, and I remember when you played the game, you were like, I like it, but there's a lot of performance issues, and this definitely isn't the most optimized game. So if they play it on a console not that's not the Switch, like a PS5, it won't have those issues. So it's like, okay, maybe I'll see how like this is the way the game was supposed to be maybe i'll see how it turns out yeah that's fair um i mean it's a long game and i just played through it when the original one came out Mm -hmm. so i probably won't even touch this if they come out with like a switch 2 version then maybe i will um because then it will hopefully run better and i can experience the new stuff but i there's i'm already playing um persona 3 yeah, I'm playing Reload. I still have Golden on my Switch. Metaphor Refantasio comes out this year, which is made by the same people, so it's probably going to be pretty similar to Mega Ten. I just don't know if I have room in my life to play through a Mega Ten game I played through like a year ago. Yeah, that makes um, sense. But I, I mean, I, I think you'd like it if you're just looking for like a pure dungeon crawler. I think you'd like it. Um, Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection coming out March fourteenth. This is a little enhanced. It's got an extra map, online play, and Kit Fisto, everybody's favorite green Jedi. Oh, I guess about it's... Yoda? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I realized <laughs> that as just... soon as I said it. <laughs> yeah, you just were like, 
<laughs> everybody's favorite green Jedi. You know, except for the <laughs> one of the most iconic Star Wars characters out there. Except for literally the second Jedi we see in the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I'm I'm probably gonna play it. I the Battlefront games were really fun. Not the most like insane gameplay or like insane like mechanics and such but they were a great just good sit down fun so yeah i think i'm probably gonna play it especially because as a kid i never really got to play battlefront one they know that there's a lot of differences like in battlefront two most air combat was done through space battles whereas battlefront one i believe it was like you would get in a ship and then you would just fight in the air above the battlefield so yeah, I I'm gonna play this one. Cool. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I will or yeah. not. I like the Battlefront games. This is one I might. Yeah, I'll see. Maybe if it goes on a deep sale, it's it's on a discount now. If you pre-order it, it's like thirty bucks for both of them, which isn't bad. Yeah. So, we will see. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting too how they're just now getting released. I wonder if it has something to do with like the rights maybe like because ea they made their battlefront games so I, I wonder if that has something to do with it it may have i this is made by aspire who's kind of made all these like star wars uh port slash remasters mm-hmm. and a part of me thinks that you might be right it may be ea it hasn't done anything with battlefront they're not going to mm-hmm. so aspire could do whatever they wanted with the name battlefront but also mm-hmm. it could just be as simple as they finally got to him because at this point yeah. they've hit up like every Star Wars game. <laughs> yeah, like just, they've got all I, the Jedi Academy games. They got the Pod Racer. They've got both uh, Old Republic games. I, yeah, that's, yeah. That's I just a lot. found it interesting. It took so long for them to do it because these are such beloved games. But I mean, I'm sure that we'll be getting Force Unleashed next. Those are already out. Oh, oh, uh, is Republic Commando? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. That's, I guess this really was. The last one I no, sure like they like... they literally they've done like all of them. Oh wow! Well, huh? I'm surprised I missed Republic Commando though. But oh, good for yeah. them. No, there's like a heritage pack which is like Kotor one and two, Republic Commando, uh, Force Unleashed one and two, Pod Racing, and then two of like the Jedi Outcast games. There's the only game that really hasn't is Dark Forces, but that I think is getting like a decent remaster made by the guys who did the new it. like Doom I've... remaster. I could see it because I've heard Dark Forces hasn't aged the best, so I could see them wanting to do a remaster for it. Yeah, no, they are. Like, yeah. I think it comes out relatively soon. But yeah, um, South Park Snow Day, which is coming yeah. out uh, the 26th of next month. Yeah, that's probably going to be one that I play later if nothing else comes out this year. I really liked the last two South Park games, Stick of Truth and Fractured Butthole. And... This one, I'm a little skeptical on it, but like I said, I really like the last two games. So, and even the app phone destroyer was a pr- was pretty good. And that's the thing, South Park is both of the creators of South Park, Trey Stone, Matt Parker, and Trey Stone, I believe that's their names. They yeah. both have said like, yeah, we play a ton of video games, and they're pretty hands on with like development of the games to make sure that everything's fun. So yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. 
Um, I haven't played any of them, but I know that they're always received uh, you well. You definitely so. should. If you if you like RPGs, you definitely should. Not the deepest of RPG games, but it's something different. So I highly recommend you try them out when you get. The yeah, chance. no, I've wanted to. I just never got around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sword Art Online: Fractured Daydream. I thought about actually removing this because I really don't care to talk about this at all. Well, Sword Art's definitely my top ten anime. But Sword Art has a history of having bad games, so I'm going to pass. Yeah. Uh, speaking of anime, this was one that I think you and I are both kind of... I, I'm kind of excited for it. Gundam Breaker 4. I'm intrigued. I thought the last Gundam Breaker was okay. Did um, you play the last one? Or did you... Are you talking about the one that... Are you talking about 3 or the last one? I'm talking about 3. Okay. Yeah. I, I liked thought it. Three, it. It wasn't bad. But we, at, just for the audience's sake, we actually imported a copy of we Yen did Gundam Breaker 3. We both imported it. And it was a fun co-op time. Like It was, yeah. And it was really cool, of course, creating your own Gundam. But I don't know if that means I'm going to buy it. I, I'm not going to say for sure yes, for sure no. Yeah, I guess that's true. I... I would probably have to see kind of what upgrades they make. And also the last Gundam breaker wasn't received particularly well, but uh, I really yeah. like the last one. Um, this is one I'm pretty excited for super monkey ball, banana rumble coming out uh, June 25th. This is the first new monkey ball in quite a while. And uh, it's only 50 bucks and I like me some monkey ball. So this might be one I jump on. Yeah, I agree. Monkey ball. It's weird. Monkey ball was big deal in the GameCube era had one re-release and what sorry one Wii game then just stop they stopped the franchise although there actually was a correct me if I'm wrong there's a remaster actually pretty recently right um yeah there was actually two I, I and they're kind of they're not like just like straight remasters I think that they kind of pull from like monkey ball history um I've been yeah. meaning to pick up those and I never did so maybe I won't even pick up this one but we'll see uh, yeah. You can get Kiryu in one of them. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's why I was like, wait, they did do something with it. So <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah, been Monkey I'll... Ball releases, but I think this is the first like brand new one. Yeah, I'll I'll do, do a pass. I am I do think it's cool Nintendo or sorry, that Sega is going back and is now doing things besides like a dragon and Sonic. I think it's cool that they're going back and that. Yeah, no, I Well I agree. Atlas is something else entirely. Yeah, I don't know Atlas's yep. relation. Like, it's weird. Like, Unicorn Overlet says it's an Atlas game, but I don't see Sega anywhere on it. I don't know what that relationship is. Anyway, yeah. uh, World of Goo 2 coming Sega out. Owns them, but... It could just be a thing. Sega owns them, but it's still very independent. So yeah. it's like, hey, we don't really want the Sega logo on it. We want Atlas to kind of be viewed as like something differently. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, World of Goo 2 coming out May 23rd. Nah, I've heard good things about the world of Goo games, but I just know realistically I'm not going to get it. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I, I have been wanting to kind of get into some more indies, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time, which comes out October 10th. This is like a farming simulator RPG type of thing. It's a cozy game. Yeah, I think I'm okay. I don't like those. Yeah, you hate I, cozy I, I, almost I as much as you hate like Mario. Games. Yeah, I only like games that I need to be suffering through. My coworker told me that Helldivers 2 was one of the most intense games he's ever played, so I was like, okay, sign me up. 
well, he's clearly never played Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> That's a stressful game. Uh, that is. Another Crab's Treasure coming out April 25th. This is the one with the crab who gets treasure. Okay. Is it is it the crab that gets the treasure? No, it's just a crab. Yeah, but like, you know, there's the crab that gets the treasure. Is it that crab that gets the treasure? Or is it another crab that gets the treasure? I think it's that crab. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I like crabs, but... Nah. It's, no, it's no crab fight, that's for sure. Crab battle, you nincompoop. Is it called crab battle? I thought it was called crab fight. I think you're wrong. Oh no, I'm thinking of the Newgrounds animation crab battle. No, I'm t- I'm talking about the oh, I, it's fight, it's fight crab. I, it's fight, oh, crab. fight crab. We're both wrong. Yeah, so I, we are we are both wrong. Yeah, I was thinking of the Newgrounds animation where it's snake fights the crab. So oh. no, I was yeah. thinking about the game Fight Crab where you play as crabs and yeah, fight. yeah, and then Lobster they got added as DLC. That game had a weird DLC. That ga- what do you like, mean that game got weird DLC? That game was fucking weird. <laughs> I, believe one of the D- I believe one of the DLC was like horse carriages or something random. I'm I, it yeah, was, it was that game was just wild. Um, it's it, not supposed it to be was, bad though. Nah, it's it's oh, not it's the, s- that song in the trailer was great. That whole trailer was great. It was so good. Uh, another game. Penny's Big Breakaway, which was shadow dropped. Uh, this is made by the Sonic Mania guys. They basically went off and did their own thing. Um, I've heard good things about it. I This is one I'm really interested in. I've heard it's just like a straight throwback to kind of those Dreamcast era mascot platformers. And I mean, those guys made Sonic Mania, which is a pretty good game. So I'm kind of curious how this goes. I just haven't gotten around to picking it up, but I'd like to. Yeah, this is another one that I'm like, I would like to play it, but I don't really think I'm going to buy it. So it's unfortunately a pass for me. Yeah. Uh, so this is one I actually did buy. <laughs> uh, Suica game, <laughs> multiplayer mode, which was Shadow Dropped. I didn't buy the multiplayer mode, but I I didn't realize Suica game was on the Switch until this. And I did buy Suica game. So what is Suica game? I've kind of fe- I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. It's like um I'd buy it. It's three dollars, but also say goodbye to everything that you love. It is the premise is super easy. You fill up fruit in a jar, and if you have two fruit that touch each other of the same kind, they become another bigger fruit. So like if you touch if you and like it's like Tetris. Every turn you get like a different fruit to drop, and it's random which fruit you're gonna get. Uh-huh. So if you drop two cherries, they become a strawberry. Two strawberries become a grape. Two grapes become like a lemon. Two lemons, an orange, and so on until you can get to like a watermelon. And the goal is to get Mm. two watermelons to touch because then you like beat the game basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're limited by how much space you could put in your container. And so it's mostly just to try to get a high score. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's got like this really cool physics system where like the fruit will fall different ways. It's super addicting. Like for three bucks, just buy it. And it's, it's, I played it way too long today. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just want to try it out. And I ended up playing it for like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know what would be better though, buying it on, cause, oh, hold on. 
Okay, well, it seems like I can buy get the iPhone version for free. So. Is it the real? Is it real though? Because when I looked it at looks iPhone, like it. okay, when I looked at the iPhone, there was no um, like there it's, were like Suica game clones, but actually, not yeah, the you're real right. Suica this games. one, this one looks very similar, but well, actually, I don't know because. I mean, if you can get it on your phone, get it on your phone. But either way, I'd buy it on your Switch. It's three bucks. Yeah, that's true. But I would never play it on my Switch, so. Uh, you'd be but, surprised. Oh, reg- regardless, I'll say put this as a strong maybe. Yeah, you should. And then we could play Suica game together. I'll buy the multiplayer mode. It's like two bucks. Um, Pepper Grinder, which had a demo shadow dropped, and the game is coming out March 28th. This one's kind of like a spiritual successor to Dil- Drill Dozer. And I did play the demo. Man, I I thought you were going to say it's like a spiritual successor to Dilbert, and I got really excited. No. So, yeah, that's kind of... Dis- yeah, I'm just now disappointed that if you didn't say anything like that. Going to put it as a pass. Okay. Um, Pocket Card Jockey, which was also Shadow Dropped. This is a remaster of, I think, a DS game. Uh, pass. <laughs> okay. Pentiment. Yeah. Which was almost a shadow drop because it was released the day after the direct. I. You played Pentiment. This is a you? tough one. I did, and I did like it. I didn't beat it, but I did really like it. Oh. I got like a third through. So maybe on sale, I'll buy it again. Do some, it's only 20 make bucks. some different choices. Yeah. But 20 bucks is 20 bucks. So. Yeah, that's true. And three of that money yeah. is going to sweep a game. Um, but. What about you? Yeah, I, I really want to. I um, I haven't picked it up. I almost just was like, oh, I'll just buy it as soon as it's released. But I my Switch is pretty backlogged. I've got um, Final Fantasy VI, which I'm hoping to wrap up at some point soon. And then the demo for Unicorn Overlord is like five to seven hours long. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really enjoying that demo. So... I'm probably going to pick up that game, so I don't know when I'll have time for Pentiment, but that I, I, I'm i going to pick it up at some point. It just depends on when. And then the sense. last two kind of big things for the Direct were some rare games coming to NSO, including Blast Core, uh, the original Killer Instinct, RC Pro AM, and Snake Rattle and Roll. Yeah, and yeah, it's really cool that they were able to team up with Microsoft and get some more games onto the like yes, which is library. You gonna play any of them? I wanna play Blast Core. Game sounds badass. I would like to play yeah, I would like to play Blast Core. It's something that I saw it a ton like growing up, going to the stores with like retro games I always saw Blast Core but I never picked it up but it sounds, yeah, just like a fun little game. It does. Um, it just sounds like nothing else that's mm-hmm. ever been made. And um, unfortunately, it's for like the N64 one, and I don't have the expansion pass because I don't care that much. And finally, the Direct wrapped up with Endless Ocean Luminous, which is coming out May 2nd, Yeah, which is a sequel to the Wii game Endless Ocean. Yeah, Ocean and games scare me, so that's going to be a pass. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, uh, maybe I'll pick it up. I feel like... Um, Kim, I really like that game, so yeah. we'll see. It seems like a cozy game. 
So unless I missed something, Noah, you didn't care about anything from this direct except for maybe Pentiment and South Park. (laughs) And Star Wars. Oh, and Star Star Wars Wars Battlefront. So those are your three. Yeah, like, I mean, that... Yeah, and that's pretty much my thing for every Nintendo Direct. It's like, there's one game that I'm like, oh, that's interesting, but I really don't buy a whole lot of games, so... I know realistically I'm not going to buy like a lot of the stuff on there. Even if I'm like, oh, that game looks cool. Unless I hear a lot of really great stuff about it, I'm probably not going to buy it realistically. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I'm yeah. interested in a lot of it. just depends on what I can get to. But what I can get to on the PS5 is High Fire Rush and Sea of Thieves, which were officially announced mm-hmm. to be coming to that console. This is after last week where Phil Spencer said four games were coming to other platforms. The Nintendo Direct announced Grounded and Pentiment, which were two of the games, which PlayStation did say were also coming to their platform. And then the other two were Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves. Hi-Fi Rush is coming out on March 18th, and Sea of Thieves is coming out April 30th, and we'll have cross-play. Noah, are you picking up either Sea of Thieves or Hi-Fi Rush on PlayStation? I'm picking up Hi-Fi Rush. I, if you pre-order it, you get a discount. Oh, that's nice. I If, you, if you're yeah, PS probably, Plus, I think. Yeah, I'll probably have to do it because I've been very intrigued by that game for a while. And yeah, I'm glad I'll finally be able to play it. Yeah, um, I think you'll like it. I'm, I'm a little surprised it's not on Switch, but I think it's probably just the Switch is too weak. And I bet we'll see it launch on the Switch too. But um, yeah. I PlayStation 5 is going to be a great way to play it. It's a fairly short game so it's not like one of those like big rpgs that the switch would make so much better if anything probably is going to play better on a playstation 5 with a nice tv and probably some nicer headphones i would that's the way to play that game either xbox or pc um or playstation but playstation doesn't have power world which has crossed 25 million players this was announced by uh, Pocket Pair, which is the developer, and 15 million of those players are on PC and 10 million are on Xbox. And Noah, you want to talk about this because that means the number of players on Power World has officially passed the um, latest sales numbers for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which was at 23 million. So what do you think of this? Yeah, this is kind of your story. It's... Yeah, it was. And the thing is, I personally feel like this is a really big deal there are a lot of people that are saying like oh well we should like nintendo should make the next pokemon game like darker and more mature and nintendo's not going to do that because there's there's far too much money in the merchandising of pokemon for them to ever say hey our next game we're gonna just completely ignore kids but the fact that this game which Pokemon is very steeped in its identity. You can, even if you like the game, even if you think it's very original, you compare something like compare something like Shin Megami Tensei, similar gameplay, but the art style of the demons completely different than Pokemon. The art style of the pals, it's impossible to separate it from Pokemon. And a lot of people are buying this game just to protest nintendo a lot of people have felt like nintendo game freak has gotten really lazy with pokemon games 
but a lot of people are still buying them. I know that. Did you buy Scarlet and Sapphire? Scarlet and Violet? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I remember even then you were kind of, you've kind of been disappointed in every Pokemon game with the exception of Pokemon Arceus Legends. And yeah, that game was great. I liked, um, I actually liked uh, the ones before Scarlet and Violet. I liked Sword and Shield more than most people did. Yeah, but even then you kind of acknowledged like, oh, they probably could have put in more Pokemon. Because that, oh, yeah, 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 that was the that. big controversy. And I think that Power World's success is directly tied to this. It's a lot of people are saying... Game Freak has just gotten lazy. I'm going to just buy this game just to protest them, which, I mean, all power to it. I think, though, that that is a really big deal. Pokemon, giant moneymaker, giant, not just for games, but for franchising as well. But the fact that what is essentially a parody of Pokemon is surpassing the install base for their newest release on nintendo's second best selling system of all time i think that that is a big deal and i think that nintendo honestly should probably start paying more attention to game freaking being like hey you guys really need to start putting your a game more i disagree with pretty much everything you said really Uh, yeah so a couple of things (laughs) it's not that game freak is lazy game freak is bad they're they're not great developers well they the people who work there are talented but they're small game freak is the problem with pokemon is that game freak is too small of a developer to handle a game like this mm-hmm. um the other problem is it's not that they're like lazy like oh we don't have to do this yeah the problem is because the pokemon company is its own weird company entity yeah yeah and they're they're on a strict schedule right we have to pump mm-hmm. out the new TV show, which matches up with the new cards, which, yeah. which pumps out like everything's on this schedule. Yeah. So th- it's it's not that they're like bad. If you actually look at the Pokemon games, the fact that they come out so frequently is it's almost impressive what they're able to do. They don't need they just need more time. They need more time to make these games and pop them in the oven. The other thing is, OK, so Power World has 25 million players. Mm-hmm. You're right. It has a larger install base, but it doesn't have. Mm-hmm. As, it, it doesn't have as many sales. There's yeah. no way that of that 25 million people, more than, I, or I guess, like all those people bought it. Because Pokemon yeah. Scarlet and Violet sold 23 million. <laughs> so it, mm-hmm. it's got an install base of 2 million bigger. But of those 10 million on Xbox, most of those are Game Pass. Yeah, and, and those are players, and we have no idea if they played it for forty hours or if they popped it in for two hours. And that's kind of my thing. I, to be clear, what Power World accomplished is insane. But mm-hmm. to act like this is some like takedown of Pokemon, there's just no way. Because, like you said, you're right. Pokemon sells way more merch. I guarantee you, if they made a darker Pokemon that was similar to Power World, it would not sell significantly more than what we're seeing pokemon scarlet and violet are like some of the best-selling games ever you look at the actual like it's the seventh best-selling game on the switch which Mm -hmm. is already means it's outselling pretty much any game that any company is putting out Mm -hmm. i just don't think there's anything that 
I don't think there's anything that Pokemon Company could do to make this game sell better. It's just going to sell what it's going to sell no matter what, whether it's garbage or whether it's amazing. It's it's always just going to sell I, that well. Maybe it'll get a little bit better, but when you're talking about a game that's sold 23 million, if you make it what? So if it gets a 90 on Metacritic, it is, is it all of a sudden jump going to jump to 30 million? Maybe, but I don't really think so. And the, my final point, and then I'll let you talk, is that yeah. Pokemon is just on the Switch. This is on PC and Xbox. It is two platforms versus one. That's going to have a factor too. Yeah. So, Rant over. Yeah, no, you're good. So real quick, nobody's saying that this will overtake Pokemon. I, I scoured the internet a lot. I've seen a lot of people talking about Power World. I personally have not seen anybody claim that this will overtake Pokemon, which, given how dramatic a lot of gaming is, I feel like that's pretty that's pretty telling, the fact that nobody's saying it. So I really don't think anybody thinks it will. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood but... you, because I, I thought you said something like, oh, this is like kind of going to light a fire under Pokemon's ass, and I'm like, no, nah, I... there's no way. I think it's some I think it's something that well I think that the fact that the parody game now does have a higher install base that's something that maybe Nintendo might be a little disappointed in because I feel like even so Are you kidding me? Nintendo's so excited. They can't wait to get some of that money when they sue. Then they sue. <laughs> but then what if they lose the lawsuit? I mean, they don't care. Because another thing uh, yeah. that I wanted to bring up is that Power World, even for the people who bought Power World, mm-hmm. it's a $30 game versus a $60 game. Yeah. And so back you to figure before, even if the sales were the, even if it sold just as well, it still made half the money of Pokemon. Yeah. But even so, like, if the next Pokemon game is, if they made a Pokemon game that was really, really, really good, I might be, I might not buy it, but I'd be intrigued. But it is something... I think it's weird. Nintendo is such a good developer. And Pokemon games are just really odd. In the sense of, for the past several releases, it seems like it's always just so negative surrounding it. It's always, oh yeah, we're removing this. Because you even... Correct me if I'm wrong. You told me that the newest Pokemon game, Scarlet and Violet, you said it was probably like the least optimized game you've played on the Switch ever. Oh yeah. You, yeah, it is it you is were, Yeah, it's bad. And it's that is bad. not a good thing for what's supposed to be like a huge deal. No, I, I agree with you. And I think again the mm-hmm. problem is because it is this it's not like so this is a little off topic. Yeah, but no, it it came out that part of the reason Nintendo delayed the um, Switch 2 was to mm-hmm. strengthen its software lineup, which a lot of people are taking to mean there is a 3D Mario coming, but it's not going to be ready this year, so they want to launch it with a yeah. Switch 2. And Nintendo can make that call, right? Because they yeah. make Mario. Whenever they have to deal with Pokemon, they've got to go through Game Freak and Creatures, Inc. And again, like I said, it's all the scheduling things. And so I think that Game Freak could make a really good Pokemon game if they had the time. They're just not given the time. And who knows, maybe... And and unfortunately, it's only going to get worse because Mm -hmm. if the Switch 2 has 4K, which it might, they kind of got lucky with 
assets being easier to make on Switch because it's a much weaker system. They're working with 1080p instead of 4K. So Pokemon might be in for a really rough shape. And who knows, maybe you're right. Maybe the Nintendo will say, step in and say, okay, we need to figure something out because this isn't working. But um, we've talked about Power World and Pokemon enough. Yeah. Well, I like how prior to it, you're like, I don't know. Let's see if there's enough to talk about. And there's actually a good amount to talk about. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's interesting. Good on Power World. But I just, I it's, uh, Pokemon's going to do what Pokemon's going to do. Yeah. Um, and also keep in mind, Power World sales have been steadily decreasing lately. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. And again, impressive, it's impressive. But it's a $30 game. Yeah. And I, and I think I kind of. Maybe I didn't say it, but I know I believed it. I kind of felt like Power World was a game with not a lot of staying power. No, but I, I, wouldn't, I, I agree. Yeah. But, but a game with a lot of staying power is Elden Ring, which had a little announcement after Nintendo's Partner Direct, where they announced the big DLC pack, Shadow of the Erd Tree, uh, which got a pretty lengthy trailer and a release date, which is June 21st, and it's going to be 40 bucks. You're going to buy Shadow of the Erd Tree, Bro, I don't even have Elden Ring. I realized that as soon as I said it, so no. <laughs> yeah, I, and before anybody starts being surprised, so you bought Elden Ring, and I just went over to your place. I borrowed it, I played a lot of it, and it was a game I always wanted to buy because it is so fun, but I never got around to buying it. Maybe if they release a special edition that has both the shadow of the earth tree and the main game i'll check it out but and luck they did <laughs> well that is good i think it's I like 70 bucks i just really hope nothing else comes out this year because that is a game that if i buy it i would play nothing else so i yeah. really and... hope nothing else comes out this year yeah i i'll probably pass on it i beat elden ring i really liked it but i think i got enough of that game maybe who knows i'm sure that i also wasn't really interested in elden ring until it came out and then it came out and it was the thing everybody was talking about and i ended up really liking it so we'll see how that goes but noah you aren't the um and real quick the dlc for bloodborne the old hunter i think it's called the old hunters dlc that was very a lot of people really liked it so these games do really good dlc from what i hear no, a lot of people say, I mean, that's why people are so excited for this, because you're right, FromSoft is known for having pretty expansive DLCs. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you are uh, in luck, because other games are coming out this year, like Riot's Project L, which they announced the official name, is going to be 2XKO. And Noah, you made a note that fans are confused. Why are fans confused besides the name just being awful? Because... Is it just because the name's awful? It's, it's such a weird name. Like Project L, people got it. They sensed the League of Collection, League of Legends connection. It was like, oh, League has two L's. Project L, I get it. And two XKO, which people believe it stands for Double Knockout. Yeah, which I, I mean, can see because it's a tag fighter so yeah two of course that's what it stands for what else would it stand but for it's i don't even follow fighting games i didn't i didn't even know i thought it was just a collection of letters and numbers oh no and well and that's what people are saying then why not just call it uh lol double knockout 
And so it's officially referred to as 2XKO. It's a lot of people are like, I kind of like Project L better. It's a weird title. I don't think it's going to affect... It's going to affect nothing in the long run, but it is something people are just like, that's weird title. It's weird that... Especially, there's always going to be growing pains because the game has been announced years ago and has always been referred to as Project L. So there would always be some growing pains when it comes to announcing an official title but yeah this is one people are just confused about i mean it's whatever i mean it's not a great name but it does make sense in the context of the game i think they want to move away from the league of legends thing which is fine i i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing i know there's probably people who would be turned off just because it has league of legends in the title um so i i get it i don't think yeah i don't think it's the best name but i think it is indicative of the game itself so who cares yeah Mm mm-hmm I, All right. I think now, it's... Oh, I, you, were you still talking about it? Like, or are you ready to move I on? I was to just saying, maybe they, maybe they should have thrown a couple more ideas around, but yeah. it is what it is. By next week, it's not going to be a huge deal. No, people will be fine as long as the game's good. All right, you want to take us into our feel-good yeah. story? Yeah, so by the way, speaking of fighting games, the streamer awards happened, or the streaming awards happened recently and it's of course an award show dedicated to streamers streaming and just acknowledging those who either do well in the field or are advancing it but the reason why i wanted to mention it for the feel-good story is because maximilian dude was the winner of the legacy award which The Legacy Award is given to those that they believe have really greatly improved streaming or has had a positive effect on it. And it's viewed as a Lifetime Achievement Award kind of thing. And Maximilian Dude, he predominantly streams fighting games. And so the fact that he was the recipient of this year's award was really great because fighting games aren't the biggest genre, but he is credited as bringing a lot more awareness and bringing, making the genre a lot more mainstream. He is actually one of the reasons I got into fighting games so much. And he lost best fighting game streamer at the awards, but the fact that he was the winner of the Legacy Award was something that a lot of people were really excited about. and Yeah, that's kind of a bigger deal, I feel like. Cool. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who this is. I don't really follow streamers or anything, but um, I have heard his name kind of tossed around and it seems like a lot of people like him, so good for him. Mm -hmm. All right, that is all of our news this week. You ready to go into our Top 100 Games of All Time discussion? Yep, which going from talking about a fighting game to a fighting game streamer. Talking about a fighting game. (laughs) Yeah, to talking about what is arguably the greatest fighting game of all time. Uh, It definitely is the most important. Um, We are talking about Street Fighter 2 today. As per usual, Noah, 
Um, this is going to be a weird one, just given the nature of this game. But what do you like about this game? What do you not like about this game? Who would you recommend it to? Spoiler free, very quickly, very briefly. Please don't spoiler Street Fighter 2. Yeah, so I'll try to keep the plot details light. What I like about this game, music and characters, what I don't like about the game is the pace in some versions, and it is a little simplified. It is very simplistic. I'd recommend it to anybody that wants to know what a fighting game is. Yeah, what I like is that it created the fighting game genre. What I don't like is that it created the fighting game genre, and I'm (laughs) bad at that. And who would I recommend it to? I'd recommend it to, yeah, pretty much anybody who's just kind of interested in, like, where fighting games came from. Um, (laughs) So with that being said, full spoilers, I guess, for Street Fighter 2. Yeah. If you can even spoil it. Um... I know I kind of well, made a I joke mean, about something I liked being uh, that it's a fighting game, but something I actually do really like that you already mentioned is the music. Yeah. And and to kind of preface this entire discussion, I'm not really a fighting game guy. I've played them here and there. I own Street Fighter Six, but I never really got into it. I, I want to, but I just never did. But Street Fighter Two, Guile and Ken's themes are just, especially Ken's theme. I know Guile's theme gets all the love, but Ken's theme is like legitimately one of the best video game songs ever. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much sums up everything I know about Street Fighter 2. So now yeah. you can now well, carry this discussion. Yeah, so a couple other things. Ryu's theme is also really good. Um, it's that one. Oh yeah, not like to the, like, that's not to like snub all the other. That one's also really good. No, all the music in this game is incredible, but I think those two are the standouts. Yeah, and we talked about just a couple weeks ago, the woman who was in charge of the music, she got inducted into, what was it again? She you, got, you know what I'm talking uh, about, right? Yeah, she got inducted into, like, the Dice Hall of Fame or something, I think. Yeah, so this game does have really good music, and I think that, well, so that's the thing. It has some of the most iconic just game soundtracks that out there hugely popular thing popular music and i guess we'll go ahead and we'll just go and real quick talk about the characters so when it comes to characters and character select this game does a phenomenal job so we'll just talk about the original eight for right now but the way that it works is you have the because keep in mind this is basic stuff nowadays but you have to think about it at the time of the game when most fighting games didn't have selectable characters it was either you pick one person or you pick the other and if they did, they had a very minimal roster. I think Fatal Fury came out later this year, that year, and they only had three. So the yeah, way that's that the why I was like... kind of saying that this is like this, this is this is the fighting game. This there was no, 
there was not fighting games before this one. Maybe there were games that used similar mechanics, but this was the game that, like you said, had selectable characters and that the characters were relatively complex for things at Mm -hmm. the time and were unique, not just in design, but in Mm -hmm. abilities and how they played. Yeah, so even just presentation... It's like I said, the way the character select is, is you see all the characters on screen. They have a small portrait and then you go over to them and then it gives you a bigger version of the portrait. And that through that, you just kind of get to know, okay, this is what this character is. This is what they might be. Maybe it can learn about their moves, but you'll definitely be able to tell their personalities just based upon their design which is a staple in fighting games the ability to very straightforward simplistic designs of hey what do you think this character's personality is going to be like oh i think it'll be like this exactly because you only have 30 seconds to decide so you got to just snap and make sure that people automatically know and another thing that was really big that was a really big deal that take for granted is the way that the life bars in the game work is it's just a simple line and the more damage you do it gets closer to the timer so then that way you when things are getting intense you can very quickly see how much life i have how much life my opponent has and how much time is left in the match which these are things that not every fighting game, even after Street Fighter 2, did correctly. So the fact that they knew how to do it like this was just... They knocked everything out of the park. And then, like, yeah, so it's really... They did a lot of things, but... It's, yeah, it's really impressive how much they were able to get right, given there was nothing like this had ever been done before. So not only were they able to... They were they essentially built it from scratch and then nailed it. Mm-hmm. Like we talk so much about how sequels improve upon so much. And Street Fighter 2 is technically a sequel, but it's yes. it's also not. Like mm-hmm. it it might as well be just a completely different game that borrowed some mechanics and features. And yeah. that's kind of what makes it so impressive, is that this was not the same as Arkham City refining a couple of the rough edges of Arkham uh, Asylum. This was, yeah, brand new game that was so different from anything else that was out there. Like I, I can't even think of anything remotely similar, except for maybe like Doom, I guess, like the OG even Doom. Then, well, even then, I'm thinking like there's. Super Mario Brothers, there's like the one where you're in the sewer, right? And then there's the one that is the Super Mario Bros that we all know. But even then, I think that's Super even that Mario was kind of built off Super of like Mario Pitfall. Bros. Like yeah, even Super true. Mario Bros was similar to like Pitfall. Mario Bros is a lot better than Pitfall, but yeah. it was like that that template was there. There really wasn't. I mean, I guess it's similar because there technically was kind of a template for fighting games, but not not in the same way. No, but I think you are like right. They're... All of the 
sorry to kind of interrupt you. No, you're good. You're good. Um, the thing about the character designs, they all play kind of how you would expect them to play too. They did a really good job of making all the characters look like how they play. So Honda is kind of this, this big guy. And, and so is, is Zongief wasn't too, Zongief. wasn't he? Of Zongief. course he was. Yeah. He yeah, was, yeah. 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 He was the grappler. I, yeah. I was, I was getting him mixed up. Zongief no. was the grappler and he's this big muscle guy and you look at him and mm-hmm. you, he looks like a grappler and Honda's just this brick wall. And then same with like Balrog, he's a boxer. So you know how he's going to kind of play. Um, and then Ryu and Ken are just kind of basic and easy <laughs> because that's, yeah. that's how, kind of how they look. They just look simple and they are kind of those simple characters. Well, and also, you know, their personalities as well. Like Ryu, he's karate guy. So, you yeah, know, he's, stoic. Oh, he's probably going to be stoic. Ken also is a karate guy, but he has a smirk on. So it's like, oh, he's probably going to be a little cool. more confident. Yeah, he's going to be more cocky. Guile looks very stern, serious soldier. So he tells people to go home and be a family man. And then Chun-Li's a girl. So you know that she's going to say girl things. And yeah, they and do. And also kick. Exactly. Because only girls kick. Mm-hmm. Guys don't do it. Except for Guile with his flash kick. Which... That's something else we'll talk about. The original Street Fighter and some other fighting games, they did have motion inputs, but Street Fighter 2 really expanded upon it. Like Zanjeev, he has his pile driver, which you need to do a full circle forward, which really plays like a big deal into his game plan because unlike other people that can just do a quarter circle and then fireball he has a much longer input so that gives his opponents more times to attack other characters like guile and chun Li, they have charge motions which that encourages other players to block guile you hold down and back and then you could either go into sonic boom or flash kick depending on what your opponent does and so when it comes to moves, they just did a phenomenal job of creating characters. And I think that the biggest example of that is that Street Fighter 2, they created a lot of the fighting game archetypes that are still widely used. So Ryu is the definitive Shoto. Zanjif is the definitive Grappler. Kami, whom was introduced in the new challengers, but we're just kind of talking about all street fighter two versions right now. she is pretty much the definitive rushdown and even guile and Dalsum. Dalsum is viewed as the definitive normal zoner, which is somebody who can hit from across the stage without needing any special moves or input. Whereas guile is the definitive zone uh, special input zoner where he really only has two moves one is projectile and one is a kick for if anybody tries to jump over your projectile but even then his normals are much further reaching than other people so he can keep those things that other characters at bay even when it comes to neutral play and so just oh sorry what's that was vega in this one so yeah so was he in the base one so the way that it worked is they had 
the original game was just the original eight, which was Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, Guile, Zonjif, Blanca, Dalsum, and E-Honda. And then I, I might be making a mistake. So I, if I make a mistake, I'm sorry. I believe that then they also added, they made another version that allowed the four bosses, also known as the four kings, playable, which was Dalsit, or not Dalsum, sorry, it was Balrog, Vega, Vega. Balrog, Saga, and M. Bison, That's which, Saga. fun fact for the day, in, when it comes to a lot of, like, international fighting game tournaments and such for Street Fighter, they don't call them Vega, Balrog, and Bison, they call them Boxer, Claw, and tyrant or dictator and the reason why is because in japan the boxer whom is known as balrog in the states is known as m bison in japan the person with the claw known as vega in the states is known as balrog in japan and the dictator whom is known as m bison in the states is known as vega in japan and the reason why is because having a boxer named M. Bison during Mike Tyson's prime was a legal risk for Capcom in the States, so... Yeah, all the names but got But yes, going back shuffled. to it. Yep. And then in the... They made another version called The New Challengers, which introduced Cammy, Fei Long, and T-Hawk into the game as well. Oh, and DJ. So they introduced those four... And then the last version, which is Super Street Fighter Turbo, they added the secret boss, Akuma. So, but going back to it, you did ask if Vega was in the game. Do you remember why you asked that? Uh, yeah, I uh, only asked that because I couldn't remember. I knew he was in it at some point. I couldn't remember mm-hmm. remember which version he was added. And um, I was wondering because I knew that all the people from two were in six. I was wondering why he wasn't in it, but um... yeah. So six only has the original eight plus Cammy and DJ. Okay. So, that's what I'm stopping. Yeah. So that, and that's actually kind of why there's a big thing is they, I think they said that the four Kings were not going to be in six because they're done. They're like dead. So that's why Ed is has a lot of boxing moves because Balrog's not going to be in the game. Ed is, but we're not talking about six. We're talking about two. And speaking of boxer, even a thing like they designed the game, everybody gets three punches and three kicks. And then they made a character that was like, oh, but he breaks that. He just has six punches because he's a boxer. And so it's stuff like that, that it's like, even from the beginning, they were playing around with things and just were really breaking all of these rules, even ones that they themselves set. And yeah, that's why there's characters in later releases like Jiri, whom doesn't really have, she I think might have one punch, like one or two, but her heavy also uses kicks. So... Yeah, and so it's just uh, I what's that? So I, I mean, I think at this point it's pretty obvious that this game is going on the list. 
I think the tricky part is, like you said, there's so many different versions of this game. Mm -hmm. What, which, what's kind of the difference between them and which one do you think makes the most sense? So there's a lot of small, I was saying we just put I'm mostly just referring to Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. That is the final arcade release. So and this so is I'm like the culmination like, of everything. Exactly. And I was okay. thinking like, let's just do that because it makes sense to pretty much just symbolizes everything associated with it. It is just like the perfect like, version of this game. Yeah, exactly. They've okay. done as many balance updates as they can. They introduced a ton of iconic characters because if we just did the original it's like oh so we're gonna leave out the version that created cammy like no we're not gonna do that yeah and so, that's that's part of the reason why i was asking about vega too because yeah. i was curious when some of these like iconic i mean at this point most street fighter characters are iconic especially mm -hmm. if you were if you were at two at any point i think most people who play video games can at least name anybody who was in two uh, the only one I was surprised about was DJ. I didn't realize well, that he was um, introduced that early. Well, do you know who T-Hawk is? I've, I've, I've seen him. Yeah, I think T-Hawk is definitely the black sheep of two. He is definitely the most... Like, he's definitely the least famous out of all the characters, but yeah, it's... Something that, yeah, definitely to the original eight, especially are everybody knows who they are. If you play games, you know who all those people are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, well, are you ready to just call it? I know that this is not like a well, super I, in depth discussion. Oh, yeah, oh, so I will say, um, so I haven't talked about too much of the gameplay, so I'll go ahead and I'll talk about that a bit as well. So the main thing that separated this game from other fighting games was the ability to cancel moves, which was essentially when you do a normal, you could end the animation early and instead throw a special move out, which then allowed you to combo your hits. And this was actually a bug while creating the game. And so they noticed that this happened, so they removed it. And then while continuing work on the game, the dev the devs were like, "This game is a lot more le a lot less fun now that we can't cancel the th cancel moves. So let's put that back in." And that is a huge staple to the fighting game genre: the ability to cancel moves into other moves is the foundation of 2d fighting combos and like bob so, ross said there's only happy mistakes exactly and that is a huge thing i so i'm not a huge fan of street fighter 2 just because while it's fun and it's a really solid fighting game it does have a it's very simple which 
the other fighting games, like say Street Fighter Third Strike, for instance, they have multiple mechanics that I think make the game more fun. But I think that is Street Fighter II's legacy is it is the foundation for all 2D fighters. And the only major fighting game mechanic that's not in 2 that I can think of is Supers, which was in introduced in Art of Fighting. But it just well, and I think that, the foundation. Yeah, I think its simplicity is why it's got some staying power too. It's a game that mm-hmm. people still... I mean, people still play it a lot today, even though there are, yeah. you know, other versions. I mean, obviously, it's got what mm-hmm. four sequels and yeah, created a genre mm-hmm. of competitors. So, but it's I think that that's part of why that. it's well, four main sequels, right? Three, four, well, even five, then, six. People consider the Alpha series to also be sequels: Alpha One, Two, and Three. Like, because in Japan, those are called Street Fighter Zero. So. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Sequels. There's even more sequels. Well, they, yeah, they got even more like main sequels. Exactly. But yeah, going off your point, like there are a ton of yeah, sequels it, to it. It created a genre, and that's why it's mm-hmm. like that's why I'm kind of staying quiet, and there's not a whole lot to say because it's like, what do you say? And then in Street Fighter, you can like punch and like you said the canceling thing i didn't know that's pretty interesting but it is just Mm -hmm. this is a game that's hard to talk about because it's just well it it, when you explain what this game did it's not impressive because everything every fighting game did it what's impressive about it is that it did it when there was nothing there and that's Mm -hmm. why it kind of deserves to be on the list i think yeah like yeah like you said you would rather play a round of six than Mm-hmm. two two but two is going on the top 100 list easy i don't know if six well i'm not saying it's not no no i fix i i really enjoy six but it's not going on but two list. yeah but two things. two deserves it because of just yeah it, it created it it's it's mm-hmm. been around forever and it's yeah it created a genre in the same way that few games can say they did mm-hmm. exactly and there's just so many iconic voice lines in this game as well. It's just like from the Sonic Boom to the Tiger Uppercut. So many iconic move lines and move names in this game. Oh yeah. I mean everything about this game is iconic because it created the genre. Mm-hmm. The music's iconic, yeah. the character designs are iconic, the sound lines, everything. Mm-hmm. Um alright, so where do you think this is going? Oof. I I personally feel like it might belong in the top 10, definitely top 20. Uh, I it's not going in 10. Okay, cuz like you said, it created a genre. How many games on here on our list so far can we credit by saying this game essentially created a genre? Uh, Luigi's Mansion created the sucking up ghost genre. <laughs> I, was, I, and, I thought you were gonna say the survival horror genre. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It the closest thing is Halo, which created twin stick uh, FPS on console. Yeah, which uh, what was Halo put ranked? Uh, nine. Nine. Yeah. So and Metroid is ten. Metroid is ten. Okay. Yeah, I'd be comfortable like putting it at 11. 11 um, 12. 
I don't know if I want to put it that high. What were you thinking? I mean, I was thinking for sure. Like I was originally, I was thinking top 25. Oh, I, I gotta put it in at least the top 20 just because like, like I said, it created the fighting game genre. How about then we'll split it? If you're saying 11 and I'm saying 25, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and do 15. Yeah, 15 works. And you want to do Super Street Fighter? You'll again, just do street, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. So we'll just do the most complicated name. Oh, yeah. It also gave <laughs> us sweet names like Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Mm-hmm. Thank or you, Super street, street Fighter. Or Super Street Fighter 2, the new Challengers. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. What the fuck? Where'd it go? Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It's at 15. Again, we yeah. can revisit this later. Maybe I'll try to play some Street Fighter and see if I feel better. The only reason, yeah. and, and kind of the part of the reason why I didn't want to put it super high was because, like you said, other fighting games, even though it did create the genre and it definitely deserves to be respected for that, mm-hmm. other fighting games, I think, are a little bit better. But um, that's okay. It's yeah. there for now. Yeah, but it's one of those things. For me, it's like, I... I think so too, but I think that the fighting game genre has become so diverse now that some people are like, oh, I really like Marvel vs. Capcom too, and other people are like, oh, well, I don't like it as much. I prefer Guilty Gear. And so, in that regards, I think that the pinnacle is the one that just started everything and that every 2D fighter uses as the foundation, the the building blocks. Well, it's no oh, Billy and... Hatcher and the Giant Egg. Oh, yeah. But yeah. most games aren't. All right, Noah, yep. before we get out of here, what have you been playing? This is going to take us a while because I've been playing a lot. Yeah, so I've been playing Spider-Man a lot lately whenever I get the chance. That game, it's fun. There is... I do have some critiques for it. My main one is that it feels like a lot of the side quests are Miles centric and a lot of the main stories are Peter centric, which kind of feels like Miles. Even though I like the character a lot in this game, it does kind of feel like he gets the shaft. See, I I liked that about the game. I liked the idea that like, because let's uh, not, I, I really like Miles in this game too. Yeah. But Spider, like Peter is the spider-man right like i know they both say oh we're both spider-man but miles is still the one who's kind of like he's still newer at this than peter peter's got like 15 years on him so to me it makes sense that like peter would be handling kind of the bigger things and and miles would be the the friendly neighborhood spider-man yeah yeah but but i could see how from a storytelling perspective it doesn't always work well that and also i don't it doesn't feel like oh well peter is more experienced so he's handling it it feels like the plot is just revolving more around peter yeah that's fair. because like because he has the symbiote and such the plot is revolving around him which i'm something that i did kind of like some light spoilers is when he starts getting into the bully mcguire mode I like how people aren't auto- his friends aren't automatically like hostile towards them. They're just kind of like, okay, dude, and just kind of like, eh, all right. That's I, yeah, cool. I did. I did like how this handled the whole symbiote thing. It's not just like, and then Peter alienated everyone he loved. 
It's like yeah. his his like the people who care about him realize something's off. Yeah. And I think that's cool. And so I I really like how it's dealing with that. But yeah, I do kind of wish that Miles story main storyline is the whole thing about Lee and how like he wants to find him, but yeah, I feel like it's they just unfortunately don't give him as much time, which to be fair though, it is a symbiote story, so people are interested in the symbiote. And yeah, it's just I find a little disappointing because I feel like when I'm playing it, I play most of I do it mostly as Miles. I'm playing mostly as Miles, but all of the big story beats are when I play as Peter. Which is kind of like, oh man, I would have liked it if it both were a little more equal. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Like I said, I think you pretty much nailed it, though. It's yeah. it's a symbiote story, Peter, and it's yeah. especially with just I I'm glad they did it the way they did because I think the alternative is maybe mashing two things together that yeah. wouldn't always fit. And I think that, like I said, I think this is a good take on the symbiote story and, and Craven's yeah. last hunt. So overall, I was really happy with it. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about, or was that kind of it? Not really. I downloaded Helldivers two, and did you I buy it? Played. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I cool. bought Helldivers 2. I haven't really played it. I only did the tutorial. That game's tutorial is so funny. That's what I've heard. It's like, well, it's like, so the entire game is pretty much like a propaganda thing. Like, you are a Helldiver. You signed up for to join the Helldivers, which is the military of Super Earth. And it's just it's one of those it's a what is it like a dictatorship there's propaganda everywhere and so the tutorial is it's like i'm general brock i'm the most decorated and oldest veteran in the hell divers and it doesn't take anything to impress me this or it's like it takes a lot to impress me this course right here is the hardest obstacle course ever known throughout the galaxy but I know that doesn't scare you, which is what I find damn impressive. And the entire tutorial is just him praising you the entire no, time. That's funny. It's really good. And then, and yeah, so it's, the tutorial was really funny. So yeah, I'm excited to try it out. Yeah, I've heard, what about I've heard you? pretty good things. Um, I've been on this weird, like... I think just because of my fiance having last week off and us kind of doing the throwback thing. And it's just been um, like hectic for me. I haven't like really just sat down and played things. I've been doing this weird, like just buffet of video games. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm still trying to kind of get through persona three reload and FF six. Those are both great. Um, but during our little like uh, throwback thing, we played a lot of crazy taxi um, mm-hmm. So I actually played more Crazy Taxi than I anticipated. Um, and then we also played Sly Cooper, which was hilarious because when Carmelita Fox shows up, um, my fiance was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then it's that was like during like the low polygon type of thing. And then mm-hmm. it's like the animated cutscene where it's like a yeah. kind of, yeah, it's animated. And she's yeah, like, like a holy shit shit no wonder there are so many furries out now (laughs) yeah that's probably true so of course i had to follow that up with a star fox assault um, and warrior world and star fox assault 
is a it's better a shame game you didn't than I expected. Have, oh, what? Real quick, it's a shame that you didn't have Star Fox Adventure because that was the one that people really called uh, Crystal the Furry Bait. Yeah, I, I didn't play that one, because um, but I did play Star Fox Assault, and that game is a lot better than I remember, and Wario World is not as good as I remember. But um, I oh, played through... Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I played through like the first world of Wario World, and it's not bad, but it is like pretty. It's it's really simplistic. Um, and then I played, but Star Fox Assault is really fun. <laughs> I played through like yeah. the first half of that game. It's a short game, but I um, I, I really liked it. Um, I remember as a as a kid, I played the game and I really liked it too. I was like, no, hey, it's good. Like so even like the on like shooter, like even on the on foot levels, it's like yeah. Oh, get in the land. It's just cool. It's like there's a level where you're in like a factory and there's these ships coming and it's like, Oh man, the ships are getting real close to the factory. And then you hop in an R wing, blow them up and then you're back. It's, I don't know. It's, I think it's really cool. I would love if they made a sequel and kind of refined some of those um, flaws. Uh, and then yeah. other than that, I've been playing a lot of demos. So I played the final fantasy seven rebirth demo, which is like the opening of the game, which is Nibelheim. Um, I really liked it, but that game is like, it's hard to tell what was going on. Like, it was just like the mm-hmm. graphics were kind of like smudgy and muddy. And I guess I wasn't the only person with this complaint because um, they released a patch to clean it up a little bit. I didn't, I played it pre patch. I didn't play it after because I'm like, whatever. But the game has um, really good reviews. So I'm really excited to see how that goes. I still think this is like yeah. the best take on modern turn based, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm surprised by how well, good the reviews are. So now I'm even more excited well, I than I was. A lot of people have been, there's something I read and people were like, there are people that are disappointed in 16 and this kind of feels like the game that they want. It's kind of a more modernized. It's not, it's an action game, but it's not super action. There's still elements of turn based. It's, more explorate it's more free roaming and it's through of course final fantasy 7's world which was the most famous final fantasy world so i read that that people are like oh this is kind of what people wanted 16 to be like yeah this definitely feels like a game that we just don't get anymore this is very much a modern version of the ps1 or jrpg and that's yeah, a lot of people I think assumed that we couldn't do it anymore because it would be so expensive. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, enjoy it while it's here because we might not be getting another one. <laughs> uh, we'll get, no. we'll get, we'll get the like part three. But what I'm saying is, we may not get like another kind of JRPG this big. This might be, yeah, it, it just, I, it's just going to be too expensive. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to that. That comes out Friday, um, and then uh, wrapped up with two more demos, Pepper Grinder on the switch which was fun um i don't think i liked it enough to want to buy the game but i did really enjoy the demo it's like three levels so um if you like drill dozer i think that you'd probably like this it was i definitely check out the demo it's it's fun enough um Mm -hmm. like i said i played a lot of suiku game that game is addicting and not good like i feel like i could lose a lot of time i was like oh i just want to try it out because i've heard it's really fun and I ended up playing it for like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and finally, probably the game I actually played the most this week was the Unicorn Overlord demo, which is mm. like, I was I was like, oh, I, I really liked 13 Sentinels. I like their art style. I'm excited to try out this game. I really like this game. 
I'm really excited for it. The art style on the Switch OLED looks fantastic. I really like the um, combat and just like how the gameplay works. It's a little complex, but I think I'm figuring everything else out. The story is a little cliche, but I like the way it's told. And when you're watching it through like just that gorgeous animation, it's really cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to wrap up the demo and I can't wait for that game to come out. But yeah, so that's kind of what I've been playing. A lot of just little things. I'm hoping to wrap up Persona 3. I, I jumped back on that today and I spent a little bit of time, but I don't know if I'll beat it before Rebirth, which sucks because um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I should drop Reload or just to do Rebirth or if I should just wait until I beat Reload. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, too many games that are all like 100 hours long. <laughs> rebirth. Yeah. Well, speaking of rebirth, though, I think you may have forgotten to do something today during our I podcast. I did, and I'm going to do it. I did, and I'm going to do it next week. Because. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, we can. The only reason I'm doing it is because we're already kind of long today. And also, the game doesn't officially yeah. come out until next week. So I think that the score may move a little bit. So we will do gotcha. it next week. I added a note so that I don't forget next week. But yeah, we do have to update on the uh, our game disc game, game draft. But we will yep. do that next week. Um, I'll do kind of a bigger because I want to write down the dates of stuff too. So I'll we'll do a, a bigger um, update on that next week, and all right. we'll see Sounds where we good. both stand. Um, mm-hmm. All right, Noah. Yeah, sorry, we just went pretty long. Uh, we spent a lot of time on news, which is good. Um, that's why I was kind of like wrapping up the. <laughs> discussion because it's like we know street fighter is going to go on it let's just figure out where it's going to yeah. go um so before we get out of here what do you want to plug um so real quick have you ever seen like those guys like usually they're like kids they're like walking around like with their pants sagged and like their underwear showing um yeah yeah so i mean they just I personally think they look kind of foolish and all of my opinions are perfectly summarized in general Larry Platt's iconic single pants on the ground. It has made waves since he performed it on American Idol and it's phenomenal song. It's just talking about the youth and their fashion senses. So that's what I am plugging today. Pants on the ground, the song. Nice, cool. <laughs> That's not, not a bad one. All right, I'm gonna yep. play the outro music and get us out of here. <laughs> Use pants on the ground as our outro. <laughs> Thank you to Pecan Pie on Upbeat for our intro and outro songs. Thank you to Zach Robinson for our logo. And thank you to Gabrielle Esty for our editing. If you liked this, please follow and or subscribe and consider leaving a rating and review so more people can find us. We are still trying to grow a decent amount. Uh, You can find other episodes of this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. And I'm going to upload them to YouTube. I know I said I was going to do that last week and I didn't. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can do so at gamedisc.podcast at gmail.com and we'll read it on the air. You can send us questions, suggestions, or anything else you want. 
And tune in next week where we're going to do kind of something fun. There's a reason I didn't spin the wheels today. The wheels are not needed. Also, sorry if the outro music was wild. It said it was on zero, but it was really loud. And then I put it to half and it got quieter. Uh, So sorry I messed up everything. But that's how it goes most of the time. And we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. Jeez, I just peed my pants. That's cool.